In a world where two men with nothing better to do start a podcast. Discussing the pop topics of today, tomorrow, but mostly yesterday. Pop 5 Podcast is brought to you by Fear the Gaming Dead and Groovy Dude. And this time, they made business. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Pop 5 Podcast. I am Groovy Dude. I art thou Fear the Gaming Dead. And we are here this Monday, the 24th of May, to discuss the topic of the week. And if you were here last week, which I hope you were, we really, we really appreciate it and hope that you were, then you know what this week's topic is. You also know what this week's topic is because it says it in the title and you obviously clicked on it or tapped it when you, uh, when you opened it up. So you know that today's top five Pokemon. This is something I wasn't sure how soon we were going to get into because I knew it was going to be something. Uh, oh, it's something that's definitely popular right now. Something that is in the news, in the uh, in the in the world everywhere, and just just definitely in, on everyone's mind. Really, it's it's hard to miss Pokemon these days. What do you think? Oh, oh yeah. And top Pokemon is a highly debated subject, which is why this yeah. is a good one. And and keep in mind, we don't go we don't go based on stats or based on uh like who's going to be the strongest one or anything like that or or at least I didn't anyway. I based it purely on pretty much nostalgia and uh and my personal uh my personal feelings towards them. Yeah, see, I went with three. I usually like to take to the final four with me, and then two that I think are probably some of the most badass, goddamn fucking awesome Pokemon there ever. And honestly, what you see of them in the anime and all that stuff, ah, watching them is definitely more, more adult content, should we say. Yeah. Stuff that children overlook. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, so that, that's going to be our topic of the week. We will get into that shortly, but let's go ahead and uh, start, as we always do, with the, uh, with the sports news of the week. Sports. So as you can uh, kind of tell from what I am wearing this week, for anybody not wearing, I am wearing my, uh, my Bruins sweater. This is an old school one because it's got the, uh, the A on here. And For those of you unable to watch through audio, yeah, he is presenting his jersey. <laughs> I'm showing my my stitched Bergeron uh, sweater from a few years ago because yeah, like I said, it's got the A on here instead of the C. She is now the captain because the Bruins just beat their former captain from the Washington Capitals, Zdeno Chara. Uh, they won the series four to one. They won the final game four to two. Bergeron scored two goals in the final game. Pasternak scored a beauty of a goal to, to get the goals going in the uh, in the second. And and yeah, they they really didn't uh, look back from there. Uh, I'm excited to that they have some time off. They can they can recover. Hopefully, Kevin Miller can get back after that cheap shot he took from Orlov. That piece of crap. Not too much time, though. Often you can lose your hot hand in hockey with yeah, too much of a break. I, I'm really not worried about that with the condensed schedule this year. They uh, they played a lot of games in a short amount of time, so I'm not worried about rust right now. I think rest is more important than, than anything at this point in the season. <laughs> Plus, I yeah, we'll see after it turns out. <laughs> but yeah i mean that's just what i think you, you always have that question of rust versus rest but um so yeah the they're moving on to the second round it will be against either the islanders or the penguins who when last i checked they were tied two to two in the series so hopefully they go seven uh let's see 
the uh, Celtics, they played their play-in game last week, which they were able to win. Uh, they beat the Washington Wizards, which was kind of surprising. It did take uh, it did take Jason Tate, uh, yeah, Jason Tatum scoring fifty. Uh, which kids was, got hot, man. The kids got hot. Man, he really put them on his back and carried them through that game. Uh, it's exciting to see what he can do, but I just don't think he has enough to do to do it against the Nets. The Nets are just too stacked. They are heavily favored. They've got, I mean. Their starting lineup, four of their starting five are uh, Blake Griffin, James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. So it's that's just, one of those things I hate about basketball is you get one team that happens to have all the money that yeah. year. They go for the big three and they dominate for the next five or six years. It's hey, not like I, football. I one injury sends a whole team to hell. <laughs> I, I used to have an issue with it until I looked at it in the in the light of the players or in the eyes of the players, the players want to play together. So they're doing what they can to get together and play together. And instead of the owners holding all the cards, the players do. And yeah, it sucks. It do- it's not happening for the Celtics, but. So that's uh, the thing is you got teams now that bring up these young guys that end up great and then as soon as the contract's up, they go yep. play with their buddy somewhere or they go play with the team that is more stacked. So it's it's really just whoever is the yeah. top team at the time. Every other team is just a freaking farm team for them. That's, that's true. And, and it does suck. But, hey, it's sometimes you get lightning in a bottle. That's and... just my take on basketball. But, yeah, sometimes you can get a team like the Celtics if they were to pull it off this year. I, I really don't think. They will. I'll be happy if they win a game this series. Uh, I do know a lot of the players, though, are trying to push uh, Baker to like because, well, right now, governor of Massachusetts has said that everything is reopening May 29th, which is this Saturday. And the Celtics and Red Sox are both scheduled to play home games on Friday night. <laughs> so they're kind of pushing to kind of to let that happen Friday night instead of Saturday, which I think it's too fast to begin with. So I don't want them to push it to Friday anyway. Um, but yeah, they, they want a full crowd because otherwise chances are Celtics are going to lose the next two games. So they're going to be down three, nothing going into Sunday, which is when the garden will be fully packed and people will be there, but staring at a series sweep, which is a lot different than potentially two, two Oh, or possibly one, one, if they were to win tomorrow night. Who knows? We'll see. Maybe they'll surprise everybody. Uh, but no, we do have the uh, the Red Sox, who now are, I actually believe, as of the time of this recording, have dropped into second place. Uh, but when I was uh, writing these notes, it was they were tied with Tampa Bay with a record of 29 and 19 for the best record in the AL East, with the Yankees only a half game behind. Uh, the Rays have won 10 in a row. And the Padres have won nine in a row out in the West to become the first team to 30 wins this year. Just beating the Sox out. Happens, man. Long season. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right. So what is up with AEW this week? Uh, This week on Sunday, we have Double or Nothing. Their uh, pay-per-view of this time. And... uh, Fans of, you know, late 90s, early 2000s wrestling, if you're not already watching AEW, you should check this out. It's going to have wrestlers such as Christian, Matt Hardy, Dustin Rhodes, Lance Archer, Arn Anderson, Taz, Jake the Snake Roberts, and Sting. Are you getting this? Uh, What's your plan for it? I actually am not sure. I believe my friend has invited me down uh, to his place, but I'm going to have to figure that one out. Okay. But then it goes against the new talent or the, you know, 
more recent talent of the Young Bucks, Omega, Orange Cassidy, Cody Rhodes, John Moxley, and the son of the late Luke Perry, Jungle Boy. See, I was not aware of that until you said that. Yeah, not many are art. I, at least I certainly wasn't. I found that out like a couple of weeks ago when uh, my cousin, uh, when Scott told me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, you look at him. There's some slight similarity there. And uh, hopefully with his wrestling career, he, you know, for being a handsome guy, doesn't end up getting Mickey Rourke. Yeah, I'll have to see it again. <laughs> see him again. Yeah, uh, you got the, a three-way uh three-way shot for the heavyweight title um tag team match between the young bucks and moxley and uh oh who is that uh ah, i skipped my mind right now but i mean moxley is the big name there but yeah it it's gonna be good i mean sting is wrestling jake the snake roberts taz and arn anderson are off to the side but uh one of my favorites is in there lance archer or Mm -hmm. formerly known as lance storm now, what was the deal? I only heard about it. Is that happening this week where Omega or something is offering Cassidy the chance to defer the championship match or something? Yes, this past week he did oh, hand Orange week? Cassidy a deal. Yes, uh, basically offered to you know take him out of the match and all that stuff to which, as Cassidy normally does, in his slow laid back style, he tore the contract up <laughs> nice and slowly and did it several times before just simply handing it back to Omega. <laughs> so I I don't think he's backing out of this. One. This is how I feel about that. <laughs> no, no, it's it's gonna be a great show. It's gonna be wicked exciting. I love the stuff they put on. I mean, they do great stuff just in their regular shows. So when the pay-per-view comes around. How much do they, they go a little more out? Run? I am actually not 100% sure. It has been actually a little while since I've personally paid I do, <laughs> for a wrestling right, pay per view. I do want to see it, but I, I work Sunday night, but I, I do want to watch it. See, my worries is going to be like the WWE where it's like 90 bucks now, but I'd have to check on that. But you know what? I mean, that's, have, that's what. Way to look. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty much my AEW news of the week. Is, uh, Basically, some great talent coming together, and a lot of old school wrestlers from back in the day are going to be on this show. Like, I'm personally a huge fan of Sting, Jake the Snake Roberts, although unfortunately he doesn't have Damien with him, I believe, anymore. I'm on, yeah, I don't see where I can buy it. There's still tickets available. Hell, too bad we're not down in down in Florida. Tickets are only forty bucks. Yeah, it's a it's a hundred percent open. I believe this is the first show that they're doing back at a hundred percent capacity. Do you see they're coming to Boston in uh, what September? I think. I have not. We will have to get tickets. Where is it? Let me see. Uh, yeah, September eighth. Uh, it's at the Aganis Arena. I was looking up tickets earlier. Uh, like the, the get in price is like thirty bucks. So I mean, we can get in like don't even have to be that close or anything if we don't want to oh hell yeah i mean you want to get up close though yeah but set the, up, some... the up close tickets are oh let's see they're floor tickets 75 bucks that's not bad i'm oh, telling you man i've watched some those are 250 watching new japan and ring of honor up close man that stuff is fun and oh yeah aew is no. fucking up there with them yeah that's that's what i got at least for aew this week man all right sounds good on to the, uh, the news of the week. There was, uh, at least in my world, big, big news of the new Ford F-150 electric truck that is coming out. It's going to be all electric, uh, called the, the F-150 Lightning. And I got to tell you, it looks pretty good. It, uh, it's exciting if if anything is going to get this country excited about electric cars, it should be this. Uh, <laughs> yes. You can see why they gave it the name lightning instead of some of you know the other names that other cars have been given. Right. For being partly electric is there's definitely an attempt to sell here. <laughs> yeah. And I believe it was last when, yeah, it was Wednesday. They dropped the, like youtube video of it uh, and uh 
showed the clip of President Biden driving it for the first time. Oh, God. And uh, from then on, just the leads started coming in for people on that on that truck. And we didn't have a template or anything for it, so I had to manually <laughs> do something for every stupid email that came in. And Oh, God. Well, Biden wanted, behind the wheel. I, I wonder how my... Punch my laptop i'm assuming not a lot of these leads came from the south if they had biden driving it <laughs> no actually they were they're well actually i mean georgia but georgia's changing actually no this is louisiana louisiana i don't know about louisiana but anyway <laughs> on to um, oh hold on what do you got i got the D tip of the week well no, no i've still got more news news okay go ahead yeah. go ahead before we get to the to that, that's the, its own section. I thought you were done with the news, man. That's my bad. I don't have much for this week, so oh, go no. on. There's there's a lot going on this week. Um, the there's a local store, one that is very near and dear to both of us, and we've spent countless hours in this place <laughs> back when it was in its uh, in its old location. Right next to the old pet store. Uh, it, it was open till midnight. And we would go there after bowling a lot of the time. We were on a bowling league Monday nights that would get off maybe around 8 30, 9 o'clock. We'd just go hang out at this store, look around at the movies for a couple hours, look at the, the music selection. This place is called Boomus Records. And they always came off as this hip indie uh, local shop that that was the cool place to be that people waited for months or even years to get callbacks to potentially work at this place. And the strawberries of our time. <laughs> right. You it was cooler than that because strawberries was its own like was a big corporation and we didn't think that this was this was our own independent shop that we would go to feel cool about going to we always had great music playing over the over the systems because the employees and, got to choose it right and we come to find out this week this last week thursday night that they fire everybody at the Salem store, the one that we would always go to, via email. That Thursday night, no warning. All of them. All of them. The entire store. Because the store was complaining about the, uh, the updating change of the mask mandate that the that corporation is going through. And had begun talks of a potential walkout if they did not change this. So potentially unionizing. And Ooh. there there are protection laws that prevent uh, companies from firing people for that purpose. So I hope that there are not just public relations issues involving all of this. I hope that there are legal ramifications and that the company is brought to its knees because from everything I hear from former employees who I trust, I trust the employees more than, more than the ownership in most cases. And Easy to do. Right. They consistently, every single one of them say that it's been a terrible place to work, that it's the customer base is abusive, which sucks to hear because I'm one of those customers. And yeah, but doesn't mean you're one of the abusive like one. I know that, but I hate that people are like that. How can you be abusive when you can buy a DVD for three bucks? Buy a CD for two? They because people get mad about the trade-in values and stuff like that. And it's like, well, you're buying it for two bucks. How much do you think we're going to give you for it? Seriously, you get mad at them? Go to goddamn GameStop. <laughs> Exactly. Still got freaking more money. <laughs> it's just very upsetting. But my new my new 
pre-owned car that I got, the first bumper sticker I put on it was the pre-owned bumper sticker from Bull Moose. I was one of that one. No, yep. no. Took it right <laughs> off. Uh, hey, man. Very, very upsetting. And of course, we've got old Marjorie Taylor Greene spreading her lies, intimidating members of Congress, just being a batshit crazy person that I'm sick and tired of hearing about. And I'm sorry I even mentioned her name. So moving on, D&D tip of the week. Let's hear it. Execute Order 66. Actually, I have a really good idea for a tip to use that for later. Okay, well, anyway, for this week, the D&D tip of the week is role-playing. Now, role-playing is a big part of D&D, and also one of the most intimidating part to new players. Am I right? Yes. I mean, I mean, you did plays and stuff, so you might have been a little more comfortable, but I was very nervous about role-playing at first. But to really... Been doing this a little while. Yeah, you have been. And it, honestly, one of the things to be able to easily get more into your character and more comfortable role-playing. Build a character you're excited to play. Base its personality close to yours, as well as its voice. And as you like, continue to play, slowly branch out from there. It's, it's a very easy way to be able to fall into your character. And then once you come around to the next one, you can take more of a leap. And I mean, you don't always have to do the voices and stuff. There's always, always a bunch of other ways that you can role play, you know, doing background stuff. Like my recent character loves uh, tools. So he's always either painting, wood carving, or doing something in the background. <laughs> my, my new character is, is, is a bumbling old, old wizard that, that is obsessed with crystals. Finds an owl that likes tea and punching things. I, I also had an old an old orc that, that sounded like this. His name's Garnute. Character that started off as chaotic evil that then had to be morphed into a more civilized campaign well, well, that Gar- centered in Garnute Waterdeep. Started, started full orc and then he became what he hated. A fake orc. <laughs> hey, you gotta work it around, man. You're gonna bring him back on another campaign. Mm-hmm. But uh, the only other really thing I have for the tip on role playing is, I mean, you just you got to get comfortable with it over time. You'll get better with it. It really helps with immersion and finding the right group of people really makes it count, makes it better. And to the DMs, always role play your combat. It makes the game so much better. And you're literally not just reading dice back and forth to each other. Oh, yeah. Give them something to visualize it's one of my one, favorite parts one thing every new adventurer uh should expect and needs to hear death awaits you all with nasty big pointy teeth well when my dming style is based off realism like you know robert kirkman death is inevitable <laughs> No, I mean, it, I've only killed off two characters. One's been back. No, three. Fuck. God damn it. I've killed off three of them now. <laughs> I hate killing off characters, but it just friggin' happens. It happens. But that's what, that's why is the DM. I mean, if you're going to be like that, you got to tell them, like, I understand this is a fantasy world, but I mean, you're not that high a level. You go into some place that's not meant for you. I'm not holding back. And that's how you end up crashing a nautiloid into a city. <laughs> oh, I get it. I get it. All right. Are we ready to go on to the topic of the week? I believe I am ready. All right. In that case, you jackass. Whoop. Sorry. That that was that's that's the wrong sound there. I, I did not mean to play that one. And my drum was offbeat. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Top five Pokemon, the exciting exciting list we have all been waiting for we're gonna go ahead and kick this off with number five via the gaming dead let's hear your number five this week my number five the pokemon that can do it all eevee eevee yep i mean you catch this pokemon it's normal other than that doesn't seem too friggin over the top doesn't seem all that great, 
this Pokemon can literally do it all. I mean, you could make an entire team out of EVs and have a different type of each one. What are there? Eight, it has, eight different it, evolutions? There is currently eight. Yes, you have Vaporeon, Jolteon, Flareon, Espeon, Umbreon, Leafeon, Glaceon, and Silvreon. Aren't they They've added more types to, get... to Pokemon? they they want them to make a ghost one or something? Is that what I'm hearing? But but then they feel like they'd have to kill an Eevee, so they don't really want to do that. I mean, there's darker I'm... stuff. There's All darker right. stuff in Pokemon, man. But oh, yeah, no, they have a water, electric, fire, psychic, dark, grass, ice, and fairy. So I think really the only thing you're missing is ghost type. And steel, right? There's no steel. That's right. Yes, there is no steel. Okay, so I'm Steel sure Steelion will be coming out soon. Steelion and Ghostion. Ghost, Ghost is Ghost isn't isn't a type. It's dark, isn't it? Right? Uh no. Uh dark. Ghost is a type. Hold on. Oh, Ghost is da, a type. I'm trying to think of energy. I don't think there's Ghost energy. Is there though? Marowak is a fire Ghost type Pokemon. Well, yeah. I mean, we've got like Gengar and stuff too, and Ghastly, but. But what and I'm Haunter. Is, right. Those are obviously ghosts, but I don't think there's ghost energy if I'm I think they use dark energy. Uh I do you believe you're right on that. I believe ghost spells are considered dark spells, but okay. I spells, I, yeah, I'm I play sorry. way too much D. I didn't mean to, <laughs> I didn't mean to throw you off like that. Sorry. Go go ahead. I, Keep going. Yeah, I think it's either dark or it's psychic. Right. But yeah, I mean literally you can build an entire team out of evs and go through the game and kick the crap out of everybody and have an ability or have a pokemon that can cover any weakness i love this pokemon preferably the jolteon version just because i love the fact that it looks like a fucking honestly i can't even i'm looking at it right now and i don't even know what animal i'd compare it as but i love the jolteon there you go that one is the best looking one in my opinion but kind of like Umbreon. Is... Umbreon? Umbreon's pretty good. I always liked uh, which one was it? Flareon always looked cool, but I mean I'm partial to the original yeah, Gen you like 1. Red too. Yeah. Red and black, two best colors, man. Eh. You mix Umbreon and Flareon. You got my probably favorite Pokemon. But that's my number five. Nice. Very nice. My number five is the legendary ice bird Pokemon Articuno. I should say, uh, before we get going, I believe all of ours are from the original 151. Uh, we're a couple yeah. of OG players that really don't know as much beyond those original 151. Obviously, there's, what, 1,000, I think, or something now. So, uh, And I've gotten somewhat familiar more with Pokemon Go and Pokemon cards, but all of mine are the original 151. There is 898 Pokemon if you were to consider uh, another one in there, which I have as an honorable mention, it'd be right. eight ninety nine. <laughs> which is yeah, I I don't think that's technically a Pokemon, but I know what you mean. Uh, anyway, we'll get to that one. <laughs> so Articuno, the reason I've got Articuno, I base mostly mine on nostalgia and my feelings from playing the game and stuff like that, and I remember watching the show for the first time and they finish an episode i think it's the first episode and ash sees the articuno flying at the end of the episode and it's one of the most incredible things he's ever seen and as a kid watching that for the first time it was one of the most incredible things i had seen either as well uh the first time i caught it in the in pokemon blue that I was playing, uh, I actually used my Master Ball to catch it, not knowing that I needed the Master Ball to catch Mewtwo. Uh, so I was kind of screwed there. I was not able to get Mewtwo on that game. I'm but, assuming this was before you did the whole, you know, multiply item oh, yeah. walkthrough. Uh, oh, yeah, before I knew about all that. Because then I used that for the rare candies and just powered everything up. But I was never able to catch the Mewtwo. Or, no, I think I was able to catch a Mewtwo with an Ultra Ball eventually. But, oh yeah, no, you bear him down like he's got one HP, and you're like, right. <laughs> you're just throwing friggin' debuffs at him. <laughs> uh, 
but for yeah, sure i had to have him paralyzed opinion. sleeping and got something else and i finally caught him without a master ball right it's ridiculous but uh, articuno yeah. one of the great legendary birds man and, one of the uh, my number four is the uh is the i think i think everybody loves this guy the big big sleepy snorlax he is <laughs> he's known for just kind of blocking paths and i mean getting in your way i remember the first time coming up to him in in pokemon as well playing the like well, what do you do how do you do how do you get past him and you find out you have to play a song so you got to go find the flute and then you got to go back with the flute and wake him up play the song and yes i believe i believe that what that's what causes you to have to go through lavender town go through the uh oh, was it the zubat cave right oh yeah uh mount no not that's uh the rock tunnel yeah because he's blocking everything you got to go through the rock tunnel and he he's definitely definitely just a lovable pokemon he's not he's he's pretty powerful in the sense that he can take a ton of damage like he is the literal tank that <laughs> that you hear about in like D and stuff like that he can take a beating and when he hits you he's he doesn't want to hit you but if he hits you it's gonna hurt and not always the most accurate Pokemon, but no. when he does hit, it does damage. Yeah. He just wants to sleep and be left alone. Yeah, he just has to find a better place to sleep. Exactly. <laughs> now, this trail looks nice. Ooh, you're going to get disturbed, buddy. <laughs> All right. going to be no. Oh, my number four is oh, it's from one of my favorite episodes ever from the Pokemon series which made me fall in love with in the game and that is Abracadabra Alakazam any one of those three it's the oh, entire evolution <laughs> I mean personally I go with Kadabra yeah, just because of All the right. episode but I mean first time you see it is when Ash is facing off against the gym leader Sabrina her Abra evolves into the Kadabra which Beats the hell out of her uh, Ash's Pikachu. I mean, it, it's just a strong psychic Pokemon. Pikachu just takes such a beating. Yeah, there's a. I don't think he ever. There's not a lot of times Pikachu wins the first fight. <laughs> no. <laughs> but that's the thing. I mean, I don't know. Uh, the fact that he always carried the spoon. You always relate psychics to being able to bend the spoon. It's a weird childhood thing, but it was just such a cool Pokemon at the time. I love catching it. Hated. I mean, I loved once I caught it. Hated trying to catch it because right. Abra obviously boom, throw the ball, miss, teleport, son yeah, of a teleport bitch. away. Oh. I'm pretty sure I used my master ball one time because I just got sick of it. <laughs> right? Like, no, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. It's like, no, no. Whoop. <laughs> Very rarely, though, did I ever get Alakazam because I could not find a lot of people with that friggin' the cable that you would connect between the Game Boys. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that is my number four. It's an extremely powerful psychic Pokemon. And I honestly still think one of the best. Yeah. That's my number four. All right. What's your number three? My number three is another one of the most powerful Pokemon in the game. The only difference is this one starts out as the absolute weakest, potentially most annoying Pokemon. And that... Dunsparce? No. Uh, the Pokemon that I like is Gyarados. The one that oh. you got to pretty much carry is, you know, yep. Magikarp. Yep. Which, yep. yep. If you're lucky, at least in the first few games, you catch your Magikarp near level 10, and then you only got to try to walk it through 10 more levels before you get to Gyarados, which by walk it is literally just first slot in your order, comes out, first move, pull it the hell out, throw something else out there, because all it's going to do is flail, quite literally. <laughs> you can do that, or you can drop it off at that Pokemon trainer and just come back and pick them up. Yeah, but it's so goddamn expensive. Yeah, that's true. But it does, I mean, it's worth it because obviously Gyarados is one of the strongest Pokemon in the game. 
eventually he learns the friggin' move hyper beam as well as hydro pump uh oh, what else twister, i mean Lynch, dragon yes moves. twister oh yes uh dragon rage is one of his big moves that's actually one that you see his first time in anime when gary kicks that his friggin' tough. magikarp off the boat in annoyance and it incredible. returns by evolving into a gyarados and attacking his ass mm-hmm. never kick a fish when it's down i remember this is always a bigger fish <laughs> Uh, the, uh, oh, that was crap! I almost, had, I almost <laughs> had Magikarp on my list because of that. Like for that reason. Yeah. See, if we had been doing like counting, continuing, like counting the entire evolution of the Pokemon, that was the only way Magikarp's right. making mine. Because if we make a thing of worst Pokemon, it would be my number one. Well, there you go. <laughs> Don't get All me right. wrong. Funny as hell when you see it in the anime. Annoying oh, as yeah. hell when you got a. <laughs> when you gotta like march that on march those levels up but yeah that's my number three what do you got my number three is the first starter i ever took in pokemon blue and that is mr bulbasaur ah. he is my favorite starter uh he gives you an advantage on the first two even three uh gyms that you come up against Yes, I believe he is considered the easy difficulty, technically. Oh, whatever. No, no, no. I mean, it, it really depends. Because, I mean, obviously, later in game, he, you know, it becomes much more difficult. But I right. have just heard people refer to it as, like, the difficulty of being Bulbasaur, Squirtle, Charmander. I suppose but, that makes sense. Because, I mean, the, but it, the first first gym leader you've got is Brock. And Brock, obviously, has got the Brock Pokemon. So... But not to take anything away from Bulbasaur. I mean, he is a very powerful Pokemon. It just seems that's how it was set up in the first game, but it has no bearing right. on how good of a Pokemon he is. Well, no, that, that definitely makes sense. And, and I can see that looking at it with the uh, with the lineup because, yeah, if you have Charmander going up against Brock and then Misty, you're definitely <laughs> at a deep disadvantage those first two rounds. Yeah. But you have your ups and downs with each one. Yep. But, I was um, like Squirtle, but Bulbasaur. He was the he was the first guy I picked. The uh, I love the idea of just being that that flower that's growing on his back, and as he grows, the flower grows, so it can finally bloom as he becomes Venusaur. And uh, watching a solar beam come out of that, (laughs) right? Watching him in the uh, in the anime is great too. Bulbasaur. Uh, just any of the starters are are a great pick and i know most people would go charmander or charizard because of what he becomes and obviously charizard is pretty badass but that was like like blastoise man that was like blastoise dude you got a shell with two cannons out of the thing and don't get me wrong charizard badass dragon but venusaur Mm -hmm. friggin' epic thing with the plant Epic monster. Blastoise, same thing. Charizard, just a dragon. Oh, yeah. Just a dragon. It's got fire on its tail. What else otherwise? Just a dragon. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to move on to my number two. My number two is Mew. Uh, Mew is is somebody I remember from the uh, from the first movie. I remember going to see the first movie in uh, in theaters, and I believe Chunky's was actually the place I saw it for the first time. Did did we go together for that? Probably. Oh, I believe I believe we went together at least once. I know I saw that movie in theaters three times. I think. Right, and you you would get the Mew card when you would go see it in theaters. There was a promo Pokemon card of Mew right. that you would get, and it came with the ancient writing on it that you actually could not read. Right, but what, yeah, it. It was cool. It made it look like it was this wicked ancient card, just like how ancient the Pokemon is. I'd give anything to still have that card these days, because that, that card is very valuable. And, is it? Oh, yeah. Any of I'd, the original cards are value, are incredibly valuable now. I actually think anything, I know where mine is. If you know where any of your cards are, you can make a lot of money. Ooh, I'm going to have to find that. Holy crap. Yeah, I always hold on yeah. to that. It was my favorite things, but I'll get back to that later. <laughs> well, yeah, the, it's it's basically 
Mew is the the all powerful because Mewtwo came along. For some reason, you knew about Mewtwo before you knew about Mew, which was weird. Yeah, uh, see, well, that was, that was the weird thing is like there was all this word about Mew, this hidden Pokemon, but Generation One, Mew's not technically in the game. Right. I remember hearing all the time about these traveling events that would be like at GameStops or whatever your local game store was, where like you went in and somehow you're able to unlock it. But because the way it was originally was the original 150 Pokemon, not even 151. And Mewtwo was number 150, and Mew was 151. Which and is weird. Exactly. <laughs> the, everything that they've done with Pokemon has been weird, but that was yeah, that's how, the truth. That was the, uh, the, the mystery of Mew and how he was all-powerful and was able to defeat Mewtwo was really what drew me to him. Yeah, no, I mean, oh, his role in that first movie. That was a great first movie for Pokemon. Mm-hmm. That's my two. That's your two. All right. My number two comes from potentially one of the, I want to say one of the scariest or most suspenseful anime episodes, and that is the sword-armed Scyther. Ah, uh, Yes. He, he moves like a ninja, can fly, and can slice you open with a swing of an arm. As a kid, that is scary as hell to be watching as you're just seeing this thing peeking through the grass at everybody. But I love this freaking thing from the beginning because it is just, I, I love that. The, the type of thing that can just be quiet, stealthy, but take you down. Mm-hmm. It is an awesome predator, obviously. And a really fun Pokemon. It was always my favorite one that I wanted to catch each time I played. I know they didn't have evolutions for it in the first one. As I know, he has one now. Yeah, Sizor, which, considering how hard it's been for me to find trading partners, never actually got. But I've seen him a few times and it's online funny. and I'm, stuff. I'm <laughs> in playing Pokemon Go right now, Scyther is actually my buddy as I'm trying to get enough candies to evolve him. I think I only need two more candies and i can evolve him nice see i would be the type where i probably wouldn't evolve him i just love his look too much there's a uh, there's a challenge i have to complete Ah. that's why i'm doing it see part of me wonders if it was my fascination with scyther as a kid that led me to watching and enjoying stormship troopers so much right that arm thing (laughs) i listened to our star our uh Starship Troopers podcast the other day. Oh my god! It was fun listening to that again. Okay, that's that's going to be added to the list. Top five worst or top five best B movies or best cult classics. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get yeah. But all right, yeah. So what's your flying bug type? Oof. My number one is. <sighs> I'm trying to think of how to put this just because, I mean, when you think of Pokemon, you think of like kids, so on and so forth. And I mean, I know there's a lot of dark theories out there of like, why are there so little adults in the world? Well, maybe there was a major war and now that's why kids get to go out and train with Pokemon at like the age of 11, where nowadays she age of 11 parents still don't let you out of their sight. (laughs) But this, this is uh, a Pokemon that, still has an extremely dark story and its name is cubone and from the very first game on i mean you're you're introduced to this thing uh and basically you're you're you find out that its mother has died uh attempting to you know protect its baby from team rocket obviously already a sad story but then as you look into the background of this character you realize how badass it truly is and how much this character or these Pokemon really go through the mm-hmm. skull that it wears on its head comes from its dead mother, which when you think that this is a kid's show, that's a pretty dark thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that is definitely why this is my number one. Cause I mean, out of all the freaking stuff in the world, I mean, that might be one of the darkest thing in Pokemon until you add in this factor. When it thinks of its mother, it cries within the skull and the sound of its cries echo out 
for like miles. Dude, I mean, you want to go with just like dark Pokemon that will still just go out there, pull a fucking bone from the ground and beat your ass with it because it don't give a fuck. (laughs) I mean, that is why I had to put this as my number one. I won't lie. I usually catch one. I rarely take it to the final four with me. But Mm -hmm. when you consider just like the badass background, this was like the first one that really made you just look down the list on your Pokedex and go, what? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's my number one. All right. Which brings me to my number one. This is probably a surprising pick for uh, for most people out there. I don't know of many people who have this as their favorite. Um, from from day one, pretty much the first time I saw this Pokemon, I was like, "That right there is the cutest thing I've ever seen." And this is the Fire Puppy Growlithe. <laughs> I mean, how can it not be? Look at the little thing. It's- I mean. It is absolutely adorable. Arcane was it's oh god, yeah, I cannot it evolves into Arcanine. Yes, and... which is just like a giant version of the fluffy little thing. Exactly. It's a giant <laughs> dog, a giant fire dog. It was supposed to be legendary, which is kind of a weird backstory where it was like this was gonna originally gonna be a legendary Pokemon, but we changed it at the last minute. Like, well, why why even give us that tease? Like, why even even give us that little tidbit if you weren't going to do it so Growlithe is on the edge he's on the edge of glory really and the edge of greatness but he will forever be just my little my little cute guy my, my little my little fire pup for no other reason than his adorability Growlithe is my favorite Pokemon See, I I love that one. That is such a good pick. I mean, from all the original Pokemon, that one is just, it's adorable, but it's badass. It can fight. Yeah. And exactly. honestly, oh. I, 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 I would catch him. I would, I would definitely try to catch a, at least two or three so I could keep one and, and evolve the others. <laughs> but, but yeah, the, that's... So just a quick recap of my list. You've got Articuno, number five, Snorlax, four, Bulbasaur, number three, two is Mew, and number one, the Fire Pup, Growlithe. My five, Eevee, Kadabra, Gyarados, Scyther, and Cubone. I do have a couple honorable mentions. Yep. Uh, one that actually goes off uh, your, your number one there. I love Growlithe. But when I found this uh, this dog in Generation 3, it was, you know, obviously because there's not a lot of crossover, at least around that time, became one of my favorite dog ones, and that's Poochiana. Oh, yep. Yep. Which then evolves into Mightyena. Mm-hmm. Honestly, badass dog, but I mean, any kind of dog, wolf type Pokemon type Pokemon. Most Pokemon are cute. But I mean, other than that, I mean, I, I want to say one that could have made this list and has only ever appeared in, I think it was the first generation games. Mm-hmm. Missing number. Oh, yeah. Anyone who <laughs> played the original Pokemon, red, blue, yellow, should know of this. And if you don't, you need to go back and replay it again. Because oh. finding the missing number Pokemon meant gold. <laughs> Never catch it though. No, yes, glitch your game out. No, only if you caught it, right? If you ran away or you defeat it, you get on well, whatever in your next slot, your sixth spot, you gain like, yeah, you gain like 99 of them. (laughs) Yep, it it was one of the earliest cheat codes I ever learned and anything, and that was back when Game Shark was a thing, right? Oh, yeah. No, that's what I got. All right. Any honorable mentions on your end? The, I mean, you you really talked about it there already with the Eevee. Eevee was on my honorable mentions. 
because of uh, the variety of what what it becomes, and also just it's a cute little fox as well. A lot of mine is based yeah. on how cute they are. <laughs> so like Nine Tails too. That one I I was thinking about. <laughs> right. Oh no. What what what's the first one? Nine Tails is the is the evolution, correct? Right. The Volpix. Uh, Volpix. Yep. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and figure out what uh, what we're gonna do next week. Do you have the list? I do. We got best summer foods. Right. Best Disney villains. Yeah. Best bad movies. Okay. Best toys of the 90s. Yeah. Tarantino characters. Okay. And Simpsons episodes. All right. Here we go. I've got the D6 right here. Roll that beautiful D6 footage. Roll. Four. That comes out to best toys of the 90s. Best toys of the 90s. All right. Now, so to this will be exciting because this is obviously our childhood. This is right in our wheelhouse. I am very excited. I already have an idea of definitely what's going to be either one or two. Uh, I got to tell you, we got to do best candy of the 90s sometimes so we can explain to 20 and younger what Lucky Strikes were. And Razzles. Ah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, best toys of the 90s. There's going to be a lot of stuff in here that nowadays would be completely illegal to give to a child. What about a bop it? Does bop it count? Right. Oh, my God. Where they teach you zero tolerance in school these days for hitting anybody. But back in our generation, they would... Oh, Bob, I was thinking of the friggin' was it the like the you'd put the giant inflatable uh, inflatable oh. things over your hands yeah, and punch the other one. Yeah. Those those two. All right. Yeah, that was an interesting time and I can't wait to explore it. All right. Well, we thank you for being here. Go ahead and like and subscribe uh, wherever you are listening or watching this fine podcast. Well, you can only watch it in one place here on YouTube. So we appreciate any subscriptions and follows and comments. If you like it, let us know your list and what you'd like to hear from us. And if you'd like to join us sometime, we'd love to have a guest. Uh, and we look forward to, uh, to seeing you next week. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. All right. I will talk to you later. Yes, I will see you at D&D, sir. To everyone else, have a wonderful night. Good night.